Welcome to this special bonus edition of the Pittsburgh Beautiful Podcast. Now, before we get started, I think it's important to tell you that we got together with the Sports Porch and we decided we were going to do a little pre-game podcast uh, for the Steelers-Browns game. Of course, we had no idea what was going to happen during the game. So this is from last night. It's right before the game. Obviously, we talk about our predictions and everything, uh, what's going to happen with Rudolph and the receivers, who's going to show up and all that stuff. But obviously, it gets overshadowed by the events at the end of the game. So I encourage you to go to pittsburghbeautiful.com and read Dave Moyo's article from today. And I asked the question, uh, along with Dave, is Miles Garrett the real story here? Yes. Inexplicable. Indescribable inexcusable you just don't do that when you're a professional athlete making a lot of money and get getting paid to play an already violent game however take that away let them deal with him you know should he be suspended absolutely i believe so should he be maybe even kicked out of the league for something like that you've got an argument there but let's take that away let's listen to this podcast and listen to our predictions and read that article on pittsburghbeautiful.com and tell us What do you think the real story is from last night? What is the real story about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Because we're all forgetting right now that a football game was played well before this incident happened. Now, there were some questionable hits during that game uh, that I think need to be addressed. The hit on Deontay Johnson was just as violent, looked to me like it was just as planned and ridiculous, and it is a violent game. But take those two out of it, and I think you saw a team Uh, in the Steelers that just wasn't really sure of itself. The Pittsburgh Beautiful Podcast, bonus edition, Sports Porch, starts now. Once again, welcome to the Sports Porch Podcast. It's pregame. It's Thursday night. The game starts in uh, approximately an hour? About an hour. Yeah, we're an an hour hour away. Okay, so let's let's do one quick thing. Okay, because it's all over sports radio. How can they, you know, how can they schedule a, a Division One <laughs> college game? All that BS. Yeah. Let's let's just get Pitt out of the way. Okay. I think we can do it pretty easily. I think you'd agree with me. They're going to lose. How about that one? No. They've not beaten North Carolina since they've been in the ACC. Uh, they always find a way to lose this game. And again, I, I find myself repeating this over and over as a Pitt diehard. Uh, Pitt gets to a certain point. And then they stumble, and then it's over. Um, Pitt finds a way to lose these games. Um, I, I don't see them winning it. Um, they're not good against really good quarterbacks, and they're not good against really bad quarterbacks. So I'm not hopeful, but I'm hopeful. <laughs> well, they've never they've never beaten they they've never beaten North Carolina under Narduzzi. And it's no, been a long time correct. since they've beaten North Carolina, period, yeah, right? You could say that about several teams. Yeah, okay. So that doesn't matter. Yeah. What about you? Well, I look at it this way. I say when a tree falls in the woods and nobody's there to hear it, <laughs> does it really make a noise? Yeah. I it, mean, so it's like <laughs> right. if Pitt does win tonight, is it really a win? Uh, Probably not because no. there are going to be like five people down there. I had, a, I had a little fantasy about actually going down to Heinz Field and – like being able to watch the pit game while they put the Steelers game on the jumbotron. Don't you think that would be cool? Yeah, I think then you might get people right. into Heinz Field to watch a pit game. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, right. But so, yeah, so I actually I think Pitt's got a good chance of winning tonight. I think they have a good chance. I, I think they should win. 
they should. But I think this is classic pit football where the program just can't get over that hump. Whatever the hump is, they can't get over it. Last comment about this when you say they should win. Uh, freshman quarterback for NC right. State mm-hmm. or NC North, Carolina. North Carolina, true freshman, 26 touchdowns or something. Yeah. Insane. So He's having a great I, year. I, I see that as a loss. All right, now we'll, let's just move on. Um, the topic of the night is the Pirates. Just kidding. Uh, we got about an hour until. <laughs> well, her- uh, oh, my God. Clay Hurdle did announce this is a couple months removed from him wearing a shirt that said not done yet and telling Every reporter that would listen, I have more passion for baseball than I've ever had. Now he's retired from baseball. Officially. Uh, he never. Uh, he I never love these guys, anything. man. Yeah. I love these guys. They're amazing how they say one thing and do another. Well, the Pirates are down to what? Four, four finalists for the GM job or something uh, like I have that? no yeah. idea. Who cares? All of them have been still on the ground. It doesn't matter. Look, everybody yeah. wants to talk about the Steelers <laughs> and the Browns. That's all everybody's been talking about. All right, all right. Um, you know, it, this is this is a huge game. If if once we started the season off the way it started off, this would have looked like maybe Miami versus the Bengals. But yeah. now, you know, Cleveland is arguably they they haven't lived up to their billing. Not at all. Um, I think that's a chemistry issue and a coaching issue. I think a lot of mm, people would agree. Uh, the Steelers seem to have resurrected themselves from the dead. Uh, the Minka Fitzpatrick trade looks genius so far, and. Um, now, all of a sudden, this game has playoff implications for the Steelers for sure. Mm-hmm. And if the Browns win, can they pull themselves back into it? So they're yeah. playing in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, let's start with you, Steve. What do, what do you think about the game tonight? What's the most important thing in this game? Turnovers. 100% sure that it's going to be turnovers. The team that turns the ball over uh, the least will definitely win the game. Um, I don't know who that's going to be, but I do know that Baker Mayfield Turns the ball over a lot. He does. I think he's a terrible ball management um, type quarterback. Rudolph, on the other hand, actually doesn't really turn the ball over much. You, just, so, <laughs> you cracked me up. What, what was it? The way it I was said the ball management. Yeah, yeah, ball management. I knew it. Sorry. I'll Sorry. try not to use it's the word family ball show. management around. Yeah. Chris, yeah, I know no. how that Tom Brady is in here too. Yes. Talk about softballs, softball, deflated balls. balls. <laughs> yeah. Some guys, but like it is. Balls. I mean, this game tonight is is about who turns the ball over the least. I think the Steelers will get the to Mayfield, no doubt. I think they'll have uh, two or three, maybe up to five sacks tonight. Um, big prediction. I don't know if they win the game though. I, I really yeah. don't know. I think. The Steelers are due for a letdown, but I say this every week, and they surprise me. I mean, they surprised me the last two weeks. Um, their defense is very good. Second uh, second in turnovers. Yep, second in turnovers behind New England. I'm glad you brought your phone with you. Yeah, you know, I want to have yeah. a – I want to make sure that I get it <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. And, um, you know, third in the NFL in sacks. So um, the, the thing that really Look could do them in tonight, special teams. Special teams have been atrocious. Um, I, you know, you get, well, a, that's, I that's, think maybe that's where they're going to see a fumble, maybe on a punt return, maybe on a kick return, a guy's trying to do too much yeah. fumbles the ball. Um, we'll see. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that the Steelers will have a good game, but I think they're due to, I think they split with the Browns. So whether they win tonight or they lose in two weeks, I just think they're going to beat the Browns at home. I don't know if they'll beat the Browns uh, in Cleveland. This is their Super Bowl. I don't think the Cleveland gets back into it, um, even if they do beat the Steelers. You mean this is Cleveland's Super Bowl? Yeah, right. yeah, definitely, because yeah. they're not – even if they do beat the Steelers, they're not making the playoffs. 
they're way their too schedule, far behind. Their schedule is weak. Yeah. And but so know, is the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers it is, schedule is equally as weak. But, but Cleveland has a win over Buffalo, which is a tie break. Buffalo has to play Pittsburgh and Baltimore. That might on the road. That might be two losses for Buffalo. That would be five. And if the Bills lose one more, uh, then they and the Browns. Uh, are in a scenario maybe to be tied. I think the Browns can claw their way back into it, Mm -hmm. but um, I don't think it will happen. Minka Fitzpatrick has more touchdowns than Odell Beckham. Correct. So, yeah. And it is amazing. It is. But I I think, I think it's, it's, it is all about the turnovers. Uh, I think the Steelers defense is the biggest question mark tonight i don't mean are they good they're good but you know how defensive is ride you know you come off a high and it's a short week yeah are you ready to turn the engines back yeah, on that's a really yeah. good point and yeah. and and if they are and if they do it the way they can do it I, I think they just run right over them but that's a big that's a big question well if i'm if i'm cleveland i'm not throwing the ball very much I'm not throwing it yeah. mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. the interception factor. And Mayfield hasn't thrown an interception in the last two games. But still, um, the Steelers have been very good at, at forcing turnovers. But I'm not throwing the ball because of the Steelers' pass rush. Yeah, That pass rush is good. Yeah, uh, TJ Watt is legitimate. Like, that is, guy is a sure. real player, man. Yeah. Dupree's having a nice year. Cameron Hayward's having a really yeah, nice he's year. He's under the radar, but I, I was thinking about that in the last game. Who's yeah. talking about him? Yeah, he's really having a nice yeah. year. And then the Steelers are getting, you know, these sneaky little blitz packages with guys like Mike Hilton and others who can who can pressure the quarterback. And Mayfield's not good going backwards, True. like most NFL quarterbacks. Um, but the other reason I wouldn't throw <clears throat> the ball, Cleveland can run the ball. Yeah. And we are not a very good run defense. We have trouble stopping the run. I am pounding Nick Chubb the whole game if I'm Cleveland and then throwing Kareem Hunt into the yeah. mix. I think the Steelers have their hands full. If uh, And I think I said this in the musings. Um, if the Steelers can stop the run, they win the football game. I'm convinced they'll win the football mm-hmm. game. I, I, think that, I think you're absolutely right about that. I have a lot of questions about Baker Mayfield and whether or not he is a legitimate NFL quarterback. And I, I really mean that. I mean, you know, you, he just he doesn't seem to really understand the offense that he's running. Now, of course, I also happen to think that their coach is other than other than Jim Zorn. Probably <laughs> I had to put it, I had to bring in my little Redskins yeah, reference there, but probably the worst head coach I've ever watched in the NFL. I mean, obviously he's successful as a football coach, but I don't really know what he's doing. I mean, when you, yeah. when you line up the talent they have, there's going to be a chemistry issue, but when you've got the receivers they have in Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham, these guys know how to play their positions. They know how to get open. Sure. You can't tell me that one of them isn't getting significant. I don't mean just separate. I don't mean juju separation. I mean significant separation at least 70% of the time. And when you're an NFL quarterback, especially the pedigree supposedly of Baker Mayfield, if you can't find those guys, I'm sorry, you can't find anybody. And and they keep comparing – Mason Rudolph to Baker Mayfield because, you know, mm. they played against each other right, and right, all that right, kind right. of stuff. They're Listen, rivals. from what I've seen so far, the small sample size, the very small sample size of Mason Rudolph and the relatively small sample size of Baker Mayfield, I'd take Mason Rudolph over Baker Mayfield 
hands down because I think he he succumbed to the hype. Yeah, and I guess I'm waiting for I'm I'm looking at a game like tonight, and you know this is where Rudolph can start to take the next step. A road division game <clears throat> on a short week, um, coming off uh, a win you probably weren't expecting to have. Can you put it together and come out? And we've started so slowly the past couple of games. Um, I think they need to come out faster and jump on the Browns a little bit. I think Mm. it's great that James Conner's playing. I I don't know how effective he'll be. Cleveland's run defense is horrendous. So it's a real real opportunity for the Steelers, I think, to take advantage of that and get Conner into the mix quickly hopefully pound away at that defense and then Rudolph can maybe take advantage of some soft spots in the defense. Um, I like Rudolph. I like what he's done. I just want to see him now go on the road against an AFC North opponent, win a game you're probably not supposed to win um, and, and come out of there. And now you start to talk about the Steelers as a more legitimate playoff team yeah let's um mm-hmm. let's let's take a quick question here if you have a question while you're watching the sports porch mm-hmm. on pittsburgh beautiful leave in the comments or if you have a comment uh let us know and um we got bill here who early on said what do you think about tonight's game two picks in a td so it sounds like bill's kind of riding on the defense two picks i mean i look i, I I'll, I'll let you take this one but i, I think it's sure. asking a lot to to ask an nfl defense mm-hmm to be as great as they were last week that the, the Steelers defense was. Well, you know, I think, the, I think, I think the key to having the defense play well is having the offense stay on the field. Mm-hmm. I think the Steelers, if they can get third downs, I think that they will uh, keep the defense fresh. That's the key to this defense. It's got to be fresh because yeah. if this defense isn't fresh, then TJ Watt can't get to the quarterback. Uh, Cam Hayward is, you know, can't plug up the middle. Um, and that's the key. So look for third down percentage. If the Steelers' third down percentage is sub 25%, I think they're, that means the defense is going to be on the field more, and I think that's going to be bad news for the for the Steelers' defense. If they can keep them off the field, and even if we are kicking field goals, I don't think we need to score four touchdowns against the Browns. I think we can get 21 points, 17 points maybe, and still win this game. So I think that that'll be the key. All right, it was, thanks, it was funny last week. Um, you know, it felt like the Steelers D was on the field so much last week, but the, the Steelers actually had more time of possession than the Rams. Yeah. I was really shocked when I looked at the stats. I was not expecting that. I was thinking it was like maybe 34, 26 LA. Um, when I saw that the Steelers had the advantage, I don't, it just shocked me because it didn't feel like the Steelers were very efficient converting third downs. And, um, they couldn't run the ball at all. You know, that's usually true. that's the combination for mm-hmm. uh, time of possession. Uh, and it just felt like the Steelers were on the field the whole game defensively. But uh, but they had the time of possession battle won. Um, they've got to do better at the end of games with time they of do. possession. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that fear of eh, we're not going to throw the ball, make them use their timeouts. Baby steps. I don't know. I, again, this is where you look at your quarterback and say, if I'm confident in that guy and the fourth down call by Tomlin showed some confidence in Rudolph for sure. But um, how about on third and six, throw a pass, get a first down and ice the game. Your punters punting from the same place. And and yeah, they've got more time on the clock, but they still have four downs to do something. 
Um, and, and if you're going to get something accomplished on D, the time's not going to matter anyway. Yeah. You're either going to get it done or you're not. Mm-hmm. In yeah. the NFL, listen, 50 seconds in the NFL is enough time it is for an, eternity. an NFL team to go down the field and, and kick score. Kick a field goal? Oh, yeah, so for sure. Six seconds between, is time. Yeah, between know? 50 and a minute true. 10, uh, you're splitting hairs, in yeah. my opinion. So yeah. um, go for the first down. I, I think that really what goes what goes um, unlooked at, I mean, is that – Unlooked at, yeah. I'm I'm kind of cold. Unlooked at, does that work? We'll go with Um, (laughs) What What's not being really looked at is the fact that Rudolph, and I'm actually guilty of this. You know, I'm I'm getting impatient. I'm watching Rudolph, and I'm thinking, you know, (laughs) come on, step up to the plate here, throw Throw the ball, blah blah blah. Right, right, all that BS. But the thing is, when you look at the drops last week Mm -hmm. that he had, yeah, and. that would have significantly changed the outcome of that game to yeah, probably sure. closer to a blowout win. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I'm really hoping to see tonight and going forward is that it, it sounds funny to say it. Usually you're looking for the quarterback to be able to get comfortable in the pocket, throw the ball in the right spot, not to a receiver, to the spot, all that kind of stuff. It looks like he's doing that. Mm-hmm. His receivers are just dry. Now, James Washington, that was his coming out party. He either follows that up with – he doesn't have have to have him. I mean, I know he fumbled the ball, but look, Mm -hmm. how many times have you heard his name called that much in a game? So, But these guys have to catch the ball. You know, they, they, they have to catch the ball. Nothing, I think, is more disheartening to a young quarterback than I'm finally comfortable in the pocket because I know on any given play somebody's going to take my head off. Right. I'm finally comfortable. I'm learning to step up. I'm going through my progressions. Now I've learned the timing. I know where to put the ball. And five times this game, somebody dropped it. Yeah. Is it me? Am I throwing the ball? You know, so I think there has to be some – progression with the receivers actually catching the football um and if that happens then you're going to see some things some things connect um we got a couple of brads here again welcome back brad thanks always watches us uh he's got some predictions uh let's (laughs) baker's too busy making commercials i agree Uh, (laughs) but i love his commercials no you know you know what i like them no and here's why 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 don't i like hilarious i I don't know you tell me but i have because he's he's a a freaking cleveland brown Brown. he is a brown i hate his guts i hate everything about him they should show him stupid fu manchu his stupid quarterbacking i hate the number six i hate how he wears that stupid uniform with the Dumb, real tight shirt with his stupid rib protector. I hope they break every rib in his body. Yeah. And I hope he can't ever make a commercial again after this game. <laughs> but you know what I do love about him? I was a little. How old. dumb he looked in that press conference afterwards with yeah. that trench coat on uh, and that ridiculous. cheesy mustache. Ridiculous. I loved it. He looked so dumb. That's, yeah, that ridiculous. was great. I but still like his commercials. His commercials are hilarious. I, yeah. You know, he should be, you know, making brownies. Yeah. And, you yeah. Know, that's coming. Brownies. You know that's coming. Brownies. It's coming just because you said it. Yeah, I'm the, brownies. Uh, yeah, I love it. Maybe, like maybe, analyst. maybe during the game. Maybe I've got some inside twelve. We'll see how many commercials he's doing. What did Brad ask, wrong. anyways? What did he want? Uh, well, to know? Brad's got predictions, but let's we'll save those for later. So if okay. you're still watching, you know, stick with us because we'll make our predictions and we'll we'll uh, comment on who you think is going to win the game and we'll bring yours up too. Uh, but as always, thanks a lot for watching. Um, and uh, I think maybe we'll take a break on the podcast. Uh, yeah. We're going to stay live on Facebook, though. Of course. That's always the fun time. But this uh, this break here makes it easy for me to 
to get a sponsor in and do the work. We love our sponsors. I'm having a problem with the mouse. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen to? How do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I love Anchor because it's so easy. I can do a podcast on my phone. I can use it on my desktop. I can use it on my iPad. I can create my podcast just about anywhere, and it's super simple to edit and publish. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. This is a professional. All right. Yeah, this we're is a professional on. We're show. Back. We're back now. Um, now, I, I got to chime in here. I got to chime in here because we got to address the fact that Mark <sighs> Schwab is not here. That's true. He's in. Well, I don't know if he's actually back in Pittsburgh yet, he but he was vacation. someplace warm. Yeah. And his and his wife, Amy, here is chiming in that uh, uh, we need to bring back Mark Schwab. We do need to bring back I Mark. I didn't realize Mark had been fired, though. So yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. He's welcome I mean, he back is, on the sports porch. The sports porch is much better right with Mark here. I Obviously, agree. it's much better with him here. I agree. Yeah. Um, and, and we're just doing our best. We're trying, we're trying to, to yeah. muck through the mud here and, and do our best. We're amateurs. Yes, um, we, can't we can't pick. I'm an amateur no. for sure. I mean, Mark. No. Mark picking stellar. And just I mean, his I insight too is bad. awesome. Hey, that, that get that that really? Rams game. What did I call the Rams game? Well, I was in here last ten, week. Oh, you yeah, I was fourteen in here. to yeah, ten you had a good Steelers. Call. You had a good call on the, on the and Rams during game during the game. Fourteen to ten Steelers, and then I called the. Uh, uh, we're texting, and he's like, "Oh, this is getting bad." You know, and I said, "Don't worry, Mink is going to save it." Mm, Boom. Interception. Yeah. There you go. So bragging rights for this week, but that maybe some of that it. Mark magic is wearing off on you. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Let's not go there with the mark magic. Hey, so, I didn't use the word ball. Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> All right. I'm going to have be... to mark the podcast explicit now. I hope you're proud of yourself. Um, so for the word balls. <laughs> wow. Okay. The so, world we are living in. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk real quick about James Conner, because oh, okay. to me, uh, if the Steelers, let's assume that Rudolph, he's progressing. Okay. He's, he's doing better. He's uh, he's taking care of the football. He's learning his position. Let's assume that the uh, that, that the receivers start to get softer hands, and now they're they're catching most of the balls that are where they're supposed to be. And uh, and now what do we do? You know, now what do we do? I, I mean, I don't like personally the fact that I mean James Conner. We say it all the time. Great kid, great guy, great story, huge heart. If he didn't have these injury issues, he'd probably run over a garbage truck to score a touchdown if he could. Right. But the the problem is he does have these injury issues, yeah. and this shoulder injury is not something that's going to go away. Do you even put him in this game? Will he be 100%? I, 
I, you know, I'm not a fan of this. I think that there's a time and a place to say, okay, Jalen Samuels, you know, this is your time. You, you know, Con- Connor, you're the backup. Let's ease you back into it. You know, let's get some consistency in the running game because everybody talks about an offensive line that has to play right. They love to run the ball. They love to push the D line back. But you have to have chemistry with that running back. You got to know where he is. And if you're always changing, you know, running backs, how do you how do you get that? I don't think laughing at him. I talked. No, no, no. You missed Spike. He was like right here, jumping up and back on. Ah, He was doing the jackrabbit. Yeah, it was actually kind of funny. I can't really see it, but I have a feeling it looked really good for for the video. (laughs) So that's bonus material you only get if you watch us live. He's our mascot. We're gonna have to get him a uniform. Sorry, you were gonna say no, 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 guys. That's my take on the running game. I don't think the, I don't think it matters. I think all of our running backs are all kind of the same. They're all kind of meh. They're all going to get injured at some point. And I don't really think it matters who you put in there, whether it's Jalen Samuels or Connor. I, I don't really think it matters. I, I think the offensive line is good enough to open up holes, whether you have a fast guy running through there or a slow guy running through there. They're not the greatest running team. I mean, I don't know where they are. I could look it up in the stats, but I'm guessing they're it's probably around 20 or something like yeah, that, and 20th in the league running the ball. But it's good enough because when they pass the ball, it's like they're running it because they only throw the ball like four or five yards. So that's that's their game now. Their game is we're going to throw it short, and that equals a run. That's just the way they're, they've decided to, to run this offense without Ben. It's not that bad of an idea, but it's not – a great idea in the long term because you can bring people up and unless you can send somebody deep and, and open that up, good defenses are going to find out how to stop that. And you're not going to get uh, the third down, even if it's third down and short, and then your defense comes in and then it just steamrolls from there. I think that's going to be the issue. I don't think who runs the ball is going to be the issue. I don't mind them playing Connor because I think he's going to get hurt no matter when he's going to play. <laughs> so the sooner you can bring him back, if you've got two other guys in there, let him play. If you know he can't play, don't let him dress and dress a running back that you know you can play. Because I think whether it's the, the rookie or the guy who played last week, I don't even know his name. Something, another hyphenated name that the Steelers have on Edmonds, their team. Brooks Jones. Brooks or, Jones oh, Brooks or whatever. Jones. I mean, he, he like looked he pretty fast, but fast. I mean, yeah. he, didn't, he, could, listen, he couldn't hit the hole. He's got three archer disease. If you breathe on him, he falls. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's that no big. Right. But he's I mean, if you remember NFL. earlier in the season, Connor was like that. If you touch Connor, he would yeah. fall down yeah. because he was probably injured, to your point. Right. He should, hopefully, he's not. And if you see him break a couple tackles tonight, you know he's healthy. If you if you see him fall down after first impact, you know he's probably well, not. He's, he might have been a bad idea. He's wearing larger feel? shoulder pads. Um, so like the nineties, the early yeah, 90s. right? Yeah, those big. I hope he has one of them. The great boy, yeah, the neck. yeah, nice, that was fabulous. Yeah. And he should put like a big cage mask on. Too. Yes, um, the Herschel Walker, with him, right? Oh yeah, yeah, that <laughs> neck, yeah. Uh, the neck roll. So um, you know, my take: the Steelers' running game is a joke, and the Browns' run defense is a bigger joke. I think you have to exploit that. I, I really think you have to come out and run the football. Um, I think the Browns might be expecting us to shy away from the run because uh, of our running back situation, of um, our inability to run it effectively. But I think that plays into the Browns' hands, and I would not do that tonight. Um, I would give that offensive line a chance to lather up 
push some people back. And uh, and I agree with you that it's kind of irrelevant who's running the ball. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of Jalen Samuels as a, as a running back at all. Um, but, um, you know, unless you can get Connor downhill, if you're going to stretch Connor side to side, forget it. Um, don't do it. But if you can get Connor going downhill, I think that gives the Steelers an advantage in this football game. And again, keeps that defense fresh. Um, so that they can do their thing and, and makes them more effective. So Amy, I'd like to see it. Amy has a question: Who returns punts well, now that now that our thing. world class right? <laughs> Amy, switch. Uh, you, you realize? All apologies to Ryan Switzerland. Yeah. Sorry, Switzerland. I got to tell you, uh, uh, he was probably the most boring punt returner yeah. I've ever seen. He was and very. He's listen. very good at fair catching. Okay, the ball. and yes. whatever. Come on, um, I don't care. Fair I, I get it. Whatever. <laughs> um, I'll take. The chance, the the one in five hundred chance that we muff a punt, um, over the one hundred percent chance we'll catch it and get nothing out of the return. I just want to see a guy run seven or eight yards up the field. Yeah, um, I, I'm just tired of watching Switzer do this. It, yeah. it yeah. makes no sense to me. Yeah. why the Steelers continue to employ the worst player in the National Football League. Well, I don't know about the worst player, but I will say that there are many, many times I've seen him catch a punt and attempt to run, and the first thought I had was, I'm faster than that guy. I swear to God. Well, and he, like, he doesn't <laughs> like to run straight up the field. He likes to run sideways. Yeah, and that's not the point. The, the point is to go yeah. this way. So I, so her question was, who who returns him? I think Deontay, Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson is right. going right. to be the back. Right, he's going to be the guy. Okay, so let's, let's move to... Um, the defensive side of the ball for the Steelers, um, we got, I, I mean, arguably, you have two of the best skilled receivers in the league on, on you know, on the other side of the ball in Beckham and Landry. Sure. I mean, they're not having the best years, but they, they quite clearly, they can turn it on at any given time. So who's on who? How do you think that affects things? Um do you think the Browns, we know, we know, they should run the ball. Chubb is a stud. They should yeah. run the ball. But mm-hmm. we know with toys like that, you you want to yeah. play. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Do they come out trying to catch us off guard? And if Hayden plays, is he going to play? Because I, I think if he's sick and he plays, I think he's going to just, the, the sickness is, you know, you just, you hit another gear. You, the adrenaline gets going. Is he going to play the way he is? And is is he going to be on Beckham? Is he going to be on Landry? Uh, you put Joe Hayden on Beckham. Right. Yeah. Um, he's the up. bigger threat. He's much better than Landry. Landry's a nice possession receiver. Um, he's not much more than that. He's he's much more containable. Um, but, you know, you, you can't really cover Beckham one-on-one. And Hayden has improved greatly since Fitzpatrick has arrived. Mm-hmm. I was a major critic of Hayden. You were a uh, major critic. And, you know, his play now is good. I think he's playing good football. I think last week might've been his best game as a Steeler. Um, he was exceptional and I'll give him his, his props uh, because it's due, but um, the Rams don't have anybody like Odell Beckham, yeah. not even close. Uh, so, you know, my question goes back to what it always goes back to. Can you do it against the best? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can uh, can Hayden step up if and now he's sick. So we don't even know 
you know, is are we going to get a 100% Joe Hayden? That that could be a real problem for the Steelers. Yeah, and I think it'll be a problem because if the Browns do want to come out and run the ball and they're successful doing it, yeah. that means Mick is going to start creeping sure. up. Yeah, and then you know up. what happens. Yeah, You throw it the deep ball to Beckham, he's one-on-one. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the Steelers, I guess lately they've been playing the man-on-man thing where, you know. More of it, sure. More of it. But they traditionally say, you play your side and I'll play my side, and that always mm-hmm. fails. I hope they don't go back to that in the case of Joe Hayden yeah. um, not being able to play or playing a limited role. Yeah, and what's um, helped that is that's, Steven, that's my concern. Steven Nelson's been very good. Um, you know, people thought they were getting kind of a, a mediocre to bad player in Nelson, but um, he's been very good. So that that's helped them as well. I will say one thing that I thought was genius, and maybe it was just me uh, last week when they were showing the replays and how the Steelers were playing man on a bunch formation mm-hmm. and how that's always that's always been a problem for a defense because you got that bunch of receivers, you got to sort it out. Yeah. I've never seen, and you know, forgive me for my ignorance if other teams have started doing it, but I had never seen them stack the backs the way they did. So it's like you got your guy, you got your guy, you got your guy, but instead of playing them up on the line so we get all jumbled up, couple i mean i i think that was genius yeah i mean I thought it, it was well designed absolutely I, mean, I, I really liked what they did yeah um, you know and obviously it was effective um in not causing all that traffic at the line which those bunches can do and these picks you know that aren't picks that are picks yeah. right, um, right the Steelers seem to avoid that traffic and made plays yeah yeah and i think they were they were Somehow they were able to also limit those short passes because yeah. you would think that playing off like that, the Rams would have made an adjustment, especially yeah. Sean McVay. And right. now you're throwing in these little uh, receiver outs and stuff because you yeah. got those guys playing off the line, right. but it still still didn't seem to work. So that, that'll be an inch. I don't know if Cleveland does any any of that stuff, any of that I'm weird sure punching, but that's yeah, And they watch like film like everybody do. else. Yeah. So they'll, they'll pick out what they think is a weakness and, and go after it. One final thing I have to say about the Steelers' defense is that if they, they've been good, borderline very good the last two, three weeks. But against Indianapolis, they didn't have to play against T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. Against the Rams, they didn't have to play against Cooks. They also didn't um, have to play against Brissett right. when they played. You know, so so yeah. now they're playing against two very good, highly talented wide receivers. I think in order for them to say, hey, our defense really is good, they need to shut those guys down. Yeah, if they I agree do, with you. I'm yeah. re- I'm ready. I'm ready to adopt this defense is not just good or very good, but actually maybe great. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think that's the key, and that goes back to what I said. Do it against the best. If you can do that, then you've taken a significant step, and you are a legitimate playoff contender. Agree. You really are. I agree. Okay, so let's talk about the next three games because they're very interesting. Obviously, tonight's game in Cleveland. Then you got you roll with who's next? The Bengals, Cincinnati, then and then Cleveland, you come. Yes. Then Cleveland comes into town. Yep. Now these are three, three divisional, games. divisional games that honestly, if you look at the quality of the opponents, you should come out of this eight and four. Yeah, you should come out of this mm. eight and four. Yeah, and tonight's I think tonight's the question mark in that. Um, I don't see the Bengals beating the Steelers. No, um, yeah, the and you know. It's going to be tough for Cleveland and Pittsburgh, but um, but t- tonight's the question. Tonight's the big game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tonight's the question. The big game. And that's why I think if they do lose this 
week, it's not a big deal if they win the next two. I really don't think it's a big deal if they lose to the Browns. As long as they go out I would hate it if they case. lost to the Browns. Wow. I would yeah, hate I mean, let's it. I would absolutely hate it. I would absolutely hate it. I would absolutely hate losing to the Browns. You're don't get me wrong. He's just going to trip him down the stairs. Yeah, I mean, I've got something planned for one more off So, all right, let's get to, uh, we had, we had some fans here that had some predictions earlier on. I'm going to try to find them on the phone. Uh, we got Brad. Well, we'll start with Bill. If you're still watching Bill, thanks. Bill's saying Steelers 24 to 17. Um, absolutely. That's possible. It is. Um, Brad saying 31 to 16 Steelers. 31 Um, points. Brad says he wants to try to make it on the show. One of these times, maybe we'll try to make that happen. Brad, keep watching. Um, that's a lot of points. Thirty-one I, I, points. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I mean, he's talking defensive touchdown with thirty-one points. Yeah, yeah, maybe two, maybe, yeah, maybe two. two, maybe three. You know what? I, yeah, I can't wait to get. I can't four I can't, defensive uh, touchdowns uh, and they scored. Has that ever points. happened? Yeah, I think turnover that has happened. like on the five where uh, we can't score but kick the <laughs> And uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Amy's Mark's wife thinks she could substitute for him. Oh, anytime, oh yeah, anytime. Anytime. Yeah. anytime, anytime. I'd rather have you here than him, but don't tell him that. Yeah, of course, he's probably watching. Um, <laughs> and if he's not, then he's not. He's not yeah, then he's sad. fired sorry, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's get let's get to our predictions. We'll start. Uh, who wasn't here last week? Steve. I was not here last week. Give us your predictions. Steve. So I believe that the Browns will win this week. I, I hate to say that out loud, but I do believe the Browns will win. I think it comes down to the fact that the Steelers won't be as good on third downs. I think their defense will get tired um, towards the end of the game. I'm predicting a 28-24 Browns win. That's a lot of scoring, man. I Are think you predicting I think, four defensive touchdowns as well? No. I, for the Browns? I, I think the Browns get a special teams touchdown. Okay. Who runs back punts for them? Landry? Doesn't matter. No. Our, our special teams are off. That bad. Yeah. We're you know where Danny bad. Smith spent most of his career before he spent it at, at the Steelers? <laughs> well, I mean, a special teams you touchdown did. could be a fumble by us and a return. Yeah, that's also, true. So. That's true. Yeah. Uh, okay, Dave. Well, wait, wait, 28 24 28, Cleveland. 28 24 Cleveland. All right. Keep your it comments. Pains to a it pains yeah, me. It pains me. Yeah, I know. To say that. He's crying. 20 to 16, Pittsburgh. We're going to come out and run the ball. We're going to going to establish that. The D will do its thing. Uh, Mayfield will throw a late interception, uh, and the defense will hold on. Okay. 20 to 16. I think this is Rudolph's coming out party. I, I, I actually I'm I more on, I'm more on Brad's uh, side of things. Um, I think if there's a game that you're going to get hyped and really ready to play as the new Steelers quarterback filling in for a hall of famer in a city that it identifies itself with its Pittsburgh, with its, uh, with its football team uh, and just going from one in four to five and four and actually having hope and thinking, you know, think about it, a couple pieces on offense and they've got one loss. Okay. Rudolph or not. I mean, everybody keeps talking. If Ben were playing, they would have won. Well, if Ben were playing, they might not have traded for Fitzpatrick. So I, I just I think this is Rudolph's coming out party. I think I they, they were talking on the radio today over under 250, 250 yards, 200 yards for Rudolph. Listen, man, one of these days he's going to pop off a 350-yard game because he threw the ball <laughs> in college. And you're laughing. Okay? I only laugh yeah. because he's throwing – no, he's throwing the ball like – 
25 yards like four times. I'm telling you, at this point, him and James Washington have reconnected. It's like a love affair. I pray to the football gods yep. that you are right. I, 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 just, I think this game is a blowout. I think Cleveland is fake. I think they put it. They 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 pulled a Dan Snyder. They tried to buy a team. Now, granted, Odo Beckham is in the prime of his career. He's true. not Bruce Smith or Deion Sanders. But they tried to buy a team and slap a really, excuse me, a really shitty coach in there. They should have stuck with Greg Williams. Yeah. Okay. He had he had turned them around. This is the coming out party. 35-17 Steelers. Hands down, I don't even think there's going to be a defensive touchdown. I think there will be a fumble or maybe a pick. It's going to hand them the ball back in deep in Cleveland territory. But I think Baker Mayfield is a joke. That's honest to God. Like, you think Jared Goff is a joke? He is. Yeah. <laughs> he proved that. He is a joke. But I, And I'm not saying that just because I want to be your friend. I'm saying – I'm looking I want to at be that. Your friend too. I, I'm so saying it's, it's really special. No, moment I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm that. Suddenly, I'm warm. I'm, I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> no, you're not. Nobody's saying go Steelers, go tonight. Steelers. Here we go. Here I'm we just go, telling right. you right now. Listen, don't believe the hype. It's a, it's a bunch of crap. Uh, Cleveland is the place where quarterbacks go to die. That's true. Either start to or, die. Well, yeah. Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland or Washington. If you think for one second, Dwayne Haskins. God bless the kid. Is ever going to amount to anything in the NFL? Take a look at the last 20 years. Okay. There was a guy named Patrick Ramsey that came out of Tulane. He threw one of the most incredible long balls I've ever seen anybody yeah. throw. And he lasted all at 10 seconds. Yeah. I actually think he had a nervous breakdown and had to leave the league. Kirk Cousins doing pretty good for Minnesota. Well, see, that's why he the Redskins very are good for the Redskins. Right, right. That's yeah. that's that's the crux of the issue. We love to destroy quarterbacks yeah. mm. when we get one that, even though we, we try to destroy him, we, yeah. he turns. I know he's trying. He, he <laughs> right? turns. He turns into something good. We ship him off to Minnesota. Okay, Let Washington, beautiful. Sorry. Thanks for yes. Yeah. Sorry about that. I, I can't help myself. Mayfield's a joke. 35 to 17 Steelers. 31. You said 31. Did I? Well, you, it's going to be over 30 points. Whatever uh, I said. No, you I said, thought 30, I said 35. I think you said 35. I said 35. I'll, I'll, I'll we'll replay yeah. it. It's 35. Whatever it is. The Steelers are gonna, they're going to kick some ass tail. today. Some tail. There. I yep. like it. They're going to kick some balls all over the field. That's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to do. So thanks for watching this this episode of the Sports Sports here on go. Pittsburgh Beautiful. Uh, listen, if you think about it, support us. Subscribe. Click the subscriber button. Uh, subscribe to us on the podcast. This podcast is going to be on the Pittsburgh Beautiful podcast. And uh, we'll see. You. We'll see. You. Maybe maybe, maybe I'll get on at halftime and see if I'm right or something like that. Yeah. Maybe we'll throw some we'll comments or happening. something like that. But uh, once again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Steve, can you get up there and try to figure out how to turn that off? Oh, yeah, I can. All right. <laughs> All right. We're old guys here. Well, that's it for this episode of the Pittsburgh Beautiful Podcast, bonus edition with the Sports Porch. Of course, it was uh, the pregame show, and uh, Miles Garrett stole our thunder. So uh, if you have any thoughts on it, hit us up on our Facebook page. It's Pittsburgh Beautiful. You can tweet us at Pittsburgh Butte. You can hit us up on Instagram, Pittsburgh Beautiful. You can email us, pittsburghbeautiful at gmail.com. And you can actually leave a message on this podcast. Uh, if you're watching on Spotify or excuse me, listening on Spotify, uh, you can do that. So I want to thank Dave and Steve for being here. Um, and uh, I want to thank you for listening to the Pittsburgh Beautiful Podcast. Make sure you follow us and subscribe. Stay real.